Hi everyone, this is George, and this is episode 2 of the Marthama Community Podcast. Hello everyone, and again, welcome to the Marthama Community Podcast. I'm your host, George Matthew, and for this episode, I'm so happy to introduce you to one of my fellow parish members, Mrs. Sindhu Ebi, who I call Sindhu Auntie. Uh, Sindhu Enti is, uh, is a mom, and she works full-time as a solution designer for Cerner. And in addition to all of that, she's been serving as our parish's Sunday school superintendent for the past uh, two years, almost two years. Uh, and so for that reason, today we were going to talk a little bit about Sunday school. So, hi, Sindhu Enti. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for uh, agreeing to come on the show. So... Uh, as I said, we wanted to talk a little bit about Sunday school, and really what sparked the idea for me, other than you being our superintendent, of course, uh, is I put out a, co- uh, a question on, I think, the Facebook page asking, you know, what are some of your fondest uh, Sunday school memories? So I figured we'll start there, Sindhu uh, Enti. So before you became uh, a mom, a parent, or a Sunday school teacher, or superintendent, what do you remember about your Sunday school experience? Okay, so for that, I have to take you back to back to Kerala. So I grew up in a small village uh, near Marelikera. So our church was a very small church with around uh, um, 25, 30 families. So most of the Sunday school kids were non-Marthamites or I should say um, non-Christian members. So and I think that was the true meaning of Sunday school that, that I think I experienced as a kid. So spreading the word of God and the love of Jesus Christ to, you know, non-Christians. But now, you know, when I think of it uh, in today's world, I cannot even imagine that is happening. You know, anyway, that was um, that was my Sunday school. So a few things I remember, um, you know, we had no choice, but every Sunday we had to learn the memory words. So that's the first thing they ask when, you know, before the class starts. So uh, in my home... You know, Saturday night was dedicated to uh, Sunday school-related activities. So um, we have to, me, my brother, and my sister, you know, we have no TV, nothing. Like Monday through Friday, you study. Then uh, Saturday evening is dedicated for Sunday school. So we memorize, we learn stories, you know, we prepare all the Sunday school-related activities. Um, Then um, the Sunday school... Um, you know, if you don't memorize it, you know, the teachers there, they make you write it, you know, five times or ten times or until you are comfortable with that voice. So wow. we had no choice. Every Sunday <laughs> we had to learn it. And so were they Were <laughs> so, they doing, you had to do that in class or you had to go home and write it? No, if we don't learn, we have to do it in the class. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, in front of everyone. So they, we had no choice. That's why, that, you know, the teachers there were very different. Yeah. So, and, and we were scared. <laughs> okay. So, but I, and now when I think of it, you know, these are all like good memories. You know, the verses that I learned that time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's what I still remember and comes to my mind, uh, you know, every time, you know, when I face some tough times or, you know, difficult sure. times, that's what comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. So it was worth it. Good. Um, then, I, you know, then what you mentioned was, um, you know, I commented on your Facebook post about the offertory. Mm-hmm. So that is um, pediary. I don't know if, uh, I don't think they do that any. Uh, they do that anymore. Maybe they did that those days because, 
you know, uh, not everybody was working those days. Most people were farmers, right? So they didn't have enough money for, you know, church offertory and Sunday school offertory. Mm -hmm. So every kid used to bring this, you know, small rice packet. Um, so I remember my grandmother used to say this church was actually built on prayer and pediatry, you know, those wow. days. Um, so that, that pediatry, that rice packet, you know, they auction like our harvest festival here. Mm -hmm. They auction it and uh, I think that money goes to, I don't know, Sunday school or church, whatever. So that is, that's how it was. Wow. Um, yeah. So sounds like good memories. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, so you talked a little bit uh, about, I guess, comparing those memories to some of the things that we do today. So you mentioned, like, uh, you can't even imagine how, um, or you had non-Christians mostly in your Sunday school growing up, right? Right. And so uh, can you talk a little bit more about, uh, I guess, some of the struggles of why you don't see that as much today, or you don't feel like you'd see that much? I think now the the you know situations and politics has changed in Kerala, right? Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of talk about conversions and um, you know uh, Christianity in general. So um, I don't, I cannot imagine seeing non-Christian kids coming to the Sunday school to learn the Word of God, and I don't think it is happening anymore. Uh, right. Talking to my mom, you know, so mm -hmm. it's changed. It changed. And so. jumping a little bit ahead, uh, but uh, I guess, uh, w how would that apply, I guess, in our Sunday school here? Uh, do you feel like um, we're set up for that or we promote that or not as much? I don't see uh, here we are open to that. You know, we are so, con you know, confined to our own community. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see we are open to other known members uh, except if it's a VBS or something. Right. Yeah, I think I can yeah. share, uh, you know, the, my understanding has always been, you know, that it's open. Um, but I, it's I, open, I, yeah. But I, I don't think, and that's not just our parish, but uh, several parishes that I've been involved with, uh, we don't actively go out. Um, you know, like you said, VBS is a great avenue for that uh, to kind of right. invite people in. Mm -hmm. uh, but even otherwise in Sunday school. But I have seen Sunday schools in our diocese that do have um, non-parish members uh, as part of their Sunday school. So it's not that it doesn't happen. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's I a mean, good point. We are point. open. We are open. We will accept them. But uh, I don't see that is happening too much here. Right. That's not so much the focus yeah. versus, yeah. as you were saying about your memories, like that was really the majority right. was outside, uh, outside members or non-Christians, you said. Right. Yep. Great. Okay. Yeah. So uh, moving on, uh, you uh, became a mom, right? So right. And that was, I guess, it was your a new perspective on Sunday school. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I I was very particular about my. I have three daughters. I was I was very particular about them attending the Sunday school, mm -hmm. and um, um, and I found with my older two it was much easier. You know, when I ask them to do things, they just do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to memorize things or you know learn the stories or learn the the chapters, they sit and do it. Uh, but when it comes to my third one, there's always a question, why? Why I have to do it? Why do I have to do it? <laughs> so I, I've heard that from many parents that 
that why question is always there. And now you're experiencing up, it. I, yeah. <laughs> Which we never questioned anything, you know, we had no choice. When growing up in, as a child, I did not have any choice. I had to learn. And just for anyone who's listening, so how old are the girls now? Uh, my older one is uh, 21 years. So my she's a second graduate. daughter, she's a 10. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my second one, she's a 10th grader. Um, and my third one is in fifth grade. Right. So all, all different stages. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, uh, so you mentioned, I guess, the difference between the three of them. Uh, have you noticed, thinking back now, um, again, your oldest is out of Sunday school, and now the youngest is in fifth grade. You said. So, have you noticed just in the span of your daughters going through Sunday school here, um, uh, I guess, changes or things that have evolved in uh, Sunday school, either in the church or in our diocese, or I one thing I noticed uh, more and more I feel like kids they are not too much interested in the exams. Um, you know they are. Uh, I've heard them talk. You know my own daughters now that the older one is grown and she's not part of the Sunday school anymore. She even sh- I heard she's uh, you know talking about it. Uh, like you know do we have to memorize all these many things? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, they will agree, yeah, it was good, we learned it. But, you know, these questions come like just to, like, discussions, you know? Right. Um, uh, so, I don't know, yeah, there, there's, we, we still talk about it. <laughs> so, starting to look into now your views, both as a, a superintendent and as a parent, and, and actually I should clarify, so were you a Sunday school teacher before you were superintendent? Yeah, I did teach Sunday school around uh, three, four years, but those uh, that was all little kids because I was specifically said I only want little kids. Okay. So <laughs> I was teaching nursery, uh, mostly it was nursery and kindergarten. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and then before you taking on the superintendent role, did you take on any other uh, formal roles in the Sunday school? Um, yeah, I have done, uh, I've, uh, I've done VBS one year. I was a VBS coordinator before, you okay. know, um, yeah, I did that. Sure. And then one year they said they want you a superintendent. So tell me yeah, a little so that, bit about how that happened. <laughs> that came as a surprise less than I think uh, 12 hours notice, you know, okay. I was told <laughs> I have to do it <laughs> because there's nobody else. Um, so I was reluctant because this is something I declined even earlier. Um, so I was very reluctant, but then I think um, finally I agreed to do it because it's our church. My kids are still in Sunday school, so I felt like uh, you know um, maybe I can um, I can I can help um, fulfilling that role. So Great. that's how I took it. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. think that's very uncommon. <laughs> there's a need, and people have to take it. But at the same time, I can say as a parish member, I think I know there's a lot of people very happy that you did it because uh, we've been doing a lot yeah. of great things in the Sunday school. So I guess thank it you. It is a on very behalf. challenging. Yeah, it uh-huh. is a very challenging. You know, um, you have to deal with so many parents, kids. You know, everybody has different views, opinions. Mm-hmm. So and also, um, you know, I was not too keen about taking that kind of a leadership role. So that was main reason. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the end, I took it. Uh, and now I enjoy every bit of it, you know. 
Um, so a lot of challenges also conflicted. I think for many people it's really hard because uh, for us, as you know, space is an issue. Mm -hmm. So you have to be there by nine o'clock, set up the class. You know, so it has to be somebody who lives close by. So I think that's a, the, one of the biggest challenge mm -hmm. that uh, you know uh, probably make people think, and oh, so, should I take it or not? So just for context, uh, how many kids or students do we have in our Sunday school currently? I think we have around 120 kids. 120 kids. Yeah. And uh, and so our setup, uh, like you said, by 9 o'clock, usually someone will be there starting to set up the chairs, the tables. And right. we aim to start, uh, our, we have a singing session usually, right? And Correct. Uh, I guess, how is that structured currently? Because I know there was so, some changes. So um, 9.15 but... to 9.45 is supposed to be the singing session. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is um, usually our, uh, you know, senior kids help with the singing session. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, you and uh, the other, um, you know, young couples, um, not not everyone, but specifically it was Jobin in between, he used to help. Mm -hmm. So otherwise it's mainly, um, you know, the, uh, the, the senior kids who need right. that session. And, I know, and Achin also jump in. Yep, I was going to add that. I know yeah. Achin likes yeah. to attend whenever yeah. he can. Which is nice. Yes, oh, he is a great, you know, he's a great supporter, and he, you know, he loves kids. So, um, I think he really helps with the with the Sunday school. Yep. And uh, yeah. so then uh, that's till nine forty-five, and by nine forty-five, yes. then everyone will go to their uh, their classes, classes. correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. And so, how many, um, roughly, how many teachers do we have? Every class, we try to maintain at least two teachers mm -hmm. uh, because, as you know, here everybody, you know, works. And some people, those who work in the hospitals and all their work weekend. So we need to have at least uh, two teachers per class. But uh, we have some, um, you know, uh, floating teachers too, like in case if both teachers are absent, mm -hmm. there's always a couple of teachers like a backup available yep, for me. And, so, and that's really that good. Really I've helped. seen that, that the classes mm -hmm. are always covered, so that's great. Right. So right. Um, I guess more uh, generally speaking, so now that you've had uh, almost two years completed in the role, I guess looking back, uh, what are some of the things um, that surprised you or that you weren't aware of uh, when you started the role that is the responsibility of the superintendent? So here, uh, one thing I can, what my experience was, you know, I don't think one person, can, one person can do this alone, especially if you're working full time. Mm -hmm. So I have to really comment and uh, and thank the prior superintendents. Uh, you know, they really worked hard to put things in place. So we have a system in place, so it was easy for me to take on and you know and go from there. So I really thank them for that. Um, but um, yeah, so here. Um, Otherwise, I, the, I think what helped, really helped me was the volunteers. So anything I had to do, I, there was always somebody lined up to help me out. Um, so that was the biggest help. I don't think I would have been able to do anything alone. So, um, for example, like bake sale, you know, for us in our church setup, mm -hmm. you know, we raise Sunday school, raise our own funds. Right. So we do that through bake sale. Um, you know, there are pros and cons to it, but I feel that is uh, an opportunity for fellowship 
you know, an sure. opportunity for people to come together. There's, there's, those are the good sides of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think kids also participate in it actively. So, um, you know, for that, we have most of the time we have coordinators and I just help out. Um, same with, uh, you know, anything like even the junior senior conference. I was so busy last year. So it was, again, the volunteers who came forward to organize and set up everything. And, you know, you, you have to have all the, what is it, the child abuse clearance. So there's so many process related to those things, right? I was just uh, coordinated, or rather, I should say, I was an enabler. Mm-hmm. I had good volunteers. Parents always came forward to help me out. Very so good. that was a, really a good blessing. Good. So since you mentioned it, I wanted to ask, um, about the uh, big sale, right? So the fact that we are raising our funds. So mm-hmm. um, since you've been superintendent or even otherwise, uh, I'm assuming you've had some interactions with some of the other uh, Sunday schools, at least in our region. And my understanding mm-hmm. is um, most, if not all of the other Sunday schools, uh, at least regionally again, uh, they all are getting funds uh, allocated to them from the church. Do I understand that correctly? Uh, some churches uh, have funding from the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have money allocated at the church budget itself. There are some churches they still do bake sales or, um, you know, yeah, mostly bake sale, I think, and right. raise their own funds. But yeah. you, so they're also raising their own funds or is that to supplement their funds? Um, no, they're raising their own funds. At least I heard uh, two churches last year mm-hmm. uh, they were raising their own funds. Mm-hmm. So as far as and you the know... Ones who were, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I was going to say, as far as you know, it's we're not the only ones who are doing it that way. Um, no, no. And even the ones uh, that are raising, I mean, that are getting money from the church, they said they really struggle sometimes because sometimes the church don't have enough money to give them. Sure. Um, yeah. So they end up, you know, one example was they end up, you know, they had to ask parents to, you know, register. Uh, what is that thing? You know, the, the competitions, the regional competitions. We have registration fees, right? Right. So in our church, we pay for it. We pay for the kids. So uh, that's when this discussion came. One of the superintendents was saying, you know, they used to pay for their kids too, but then, you know, the moment they switched everything to the church budget, they don't have money for that anymore. Right. So there are, yeah. So there are things like that. Yep. It's not, uh, if it was simple, then everybody would be doing Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah, but, uh, and also books, right? Um, So Mm -hmm. when it comes to books or, I don't know, uh, dietitian exams, dietitian exams also, we pay for the Sunday school kids. The books, you know, we pay for them. So these are all money we raised, you know, the parents' donation, you know, these are, so these are good things, like we don't have to wait for the church fund fund or anything mm-hmm. uh, we have the freedom to do it it's uh, even though uh, you know uh, we are doing all these we have our own account you know these are all audited and um, right. you know we maintain proper accounts yeah 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 a lot of pieces a lot of moving parts yes yes Great. all right so i wanted to ask uh given um the past few weeks uh that all over the country all over the world uh all these stay-at-home orders have been issued uh, we haven't been able to meet, much like any many other Sunday schools and other groups. Uh, we haven't been able to meet in person. So can you talk a little bit about what our Sunday school has been doing to keep everyone uh, engaged? Yeah, so the most important uh, thing during this shutdown is, honestly, I don't know how long this will, uh, this will uh, last or how, when this will end. 
Um, so I was uh, uh, myself and actually Achim too. Um, you know, we were encouraging the encouraging the teachers to find ways to connect with their class. So many teachers have started uh, doing this, um, you know, through Zoom or, or Teams. I think I think most teachers are using Teams. Um, no, not Teams, Zoom. Zoom yeah. So um, the feedback uh, I hear is very positive. Uh, kids are happy to see their friends. As you know, Achan uh, brought us together, uh, you know, for a com- with a common session last week with singing and stories. Yeah. Um, so for the feedback for that also was unbelievable. Many parents reached out and said uh, they want to do it again. Uh, so I hope Achan will, you know, take care of that and uh, individual teachers. Um, so um, one thing I wanted to mention, the senior classes, like last last week we had one session. So Anil, he did, he combined great seven, eight, and nine together, mm-hmm. so which was really nice. Um, so, you know, they had they discussed about what is going on right now, and I heard, you know, they, these are bigger kids, right? So I heard it was a product, they had a productive discussion, productive session that Sunday. Great. So uh, teachers are doing that now. They are reaching out to the kids and, uh, you know, setting up uh, at least once a week they are trying to meet. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you mentioned, uh, you know, the kids are excited to see their friends. And that made me think of just the fact that the friends that I found myself still in touch with are my Sunday school friends. Uh, Even going through, you know, uh, grade school and college, you know, so I, of course, keep in touch with some of them. But the ones that I find myself still reaching out to are the Sunday school friends that I, which in reality, I was only seeing them once a week usually, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, that's interesting. Yeah. So now everybody's sitting at home, and I can just imagine um, being excited to see them, even though it's on a on a uh, conference call. So good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I hope the teachers, yeah, I hope the teachers will continue. And, uh, you know, um, the shout has to, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. All right. So Sindhuidi, I think, there was a closing action we wanted to share, right? Or a challenge? Oh, yeah. So being, uh, you know, everyone um, stuck at home, uh, we had a Sunday school session last week. I don't know if you joined. There were like almost uh, 250 plus families joined. Yeah, we were there with the baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was virtual. And I think kids had a, kids had a great time. So that time, uh, you know, I challenged the kids to memorize Psalm 91. So I am asking the same thing again. So this this is the time, you know, we are going to th- uh, going through tough times. Um, it is one of the best psalms, I think, that anybody could memorize. So I challenge the kids to memorize that, and uh, I don't know where they post it. I would say they can post it on whatever social media they're using and use the hashtag Psalms91, uh, and they can also tag our page, the Martha Community Podcast. Um, yeah. Yep. All right. I think it's a good exercise. Great. So I encourage everyone to do that. And again, you can tag our page also uh, so we can see uh, what kind of response we're getting. Sindhuenti, uh, thank you. And uh, if anyone has any questions, they can uh, reach out to our page and I can forward them on to you. Um, and again, thanks for your time and for sharing your experience. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right. So that was the interview. I'd love to hear your feedback through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. 
But uh, most importantly, if you'd like to hear more, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening. And if you really like us, help us get the word out by leaving us a review. So thanks again for listening. And now if you're still with us, uh, here's a quick clip of Sindhuanti telling me about her YouTube channel and passion for cooking. Here it is. So this is like a secret. I started it for my own families and a couple of friends who were keep on asking me for recipes. And I, I love cooking. I'm passionate about cooking. So nowadays, whatever I cook, um, I just record it. It's not perfect, but I just wanted to share uh, the recipes for the kids here, mainly the kids who grew, you know, who born and brought up here. Uh, I tried to explain the steps, the ingredients from here. So uh, it is something for for them. Um, and and I love to I love to cook and serve. And I'm sure you know you you uh, came to my place a couple of times, so yep. you know that. Yep, excellent um, cook. <laughs> so yeah, so I love to I love to cook and serve. So this is my my you know um, part time hobby. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. So again, it's <laughs> me- meals and memories on YouTube, and I think everyone should go and check it out and subscribe. I'm looking at the page right now, and I see some really good food <laughs> so we're gonna have to try it okay Sindhuanti, thanks thank you that's it for this episode talk to you next time <laughs>